Uh, I'm going to invite now uh, my lovely wife, Lori, to come. She's going to be talking about Mother this morning, along with Nayleen Mata. Yes. So would you ladies please come and join us? We're going to have a conversation about motherhood with you. Um, I know, I know, this, this, is, this is not your thing. But she is, uh, she's willing. So is Nayleen. Now, you guys know Lori, um, but you don't know Nayleen as well. Um, you can, doesn't matter who starts. But let me just say this. Uh, Will Mata is a co-laborer, a very dear brother, a dear friend. Uh, we are tight. And let me just tell you, to hear this man talk about Nayleen, it warms my heart. He loves his bride, and he thinks immensely highly of her as a woman, as a wife, as a mother. Uh, it just, I mean, if Will is traveling for a business trip, and he's going to be gone for a week, he's got to have Nayleen with him. I mean, he, he can't, it, it, it's a beautiful thing, and so I've just, I thought, you know, Life Fellowship needs to hear from Nayleen Mata. So, Nayleen, thank you for joining us. Lori, thank you. Uh, these are two women who, by God's grace, for God's glory, they pride themselves on being of a meek and quiet spirit. So that's why this is a challenge for them. They would be much more comfortable sitting where all of you are sitting. So, so thank you. Uh, God will use this. So if you could, just start us off a little bit. Tell us about your kids, uh, their names, their ages, and a little bit about each one of them. Okay, we have two girls. Yeah. Veda is 10 and Cecile is 7. Um, Personality-wise, they're very, very different. Um, I would say just their interests are different. Um, but they are, um, praise the Lord, they've made confessions of faith. Um, and so that's like the biggest answered prayer for a mom and and a dad, <laughs> but from motherhood, that's that's just like what you pray for from the time they're born. Um, what else? They love um, they love people like Will. I mean, I love people too, but he's very he's very social. They're very social. They love their friends. They love spending time with their friends, and they love coming to church to be with the body. That's. Um, one of their favorite things, and um, they love music. I was telling Lori on the way over here, because we sang in the choir, that they've been rocking that choir song for weeks. They absolutely love singing Praise the Lord, um, but yeah. Now, I think unless you were flattering me, but or, or maybe I wanted to hear this, but I think one of your girls said I was her favorite pastor or something like that. Is that, <laughs> is, is that, is that right? Or has that changed? Is it Brandon now? <laughs> is it still me? Yeah. That, that's probably why. <laughs> if she spent time with me, she wouldn't feel that way. You have snacks in your office. Is that what it is? That's why. Okay. They know uh, where to get the goods. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, we have two. Um, Ken is 18, Aubrey is 17. Um, Ken's finishing up, he has two days of school left and he is moving on to college life after that and then Aubrey's right behind him the next year. Um, it was funny, we were talking about just, <clears throat> it's like, yeah, Ken used to love, they still, they like they liked music, but when Ken was little, he would always come to all the practices and learn all the songs and would ask, you know, when, when, how old can you be to go in the gospel choir? And, you know, it's just, you have to probably wait till high school. Yeah, he doesn't ask anymore. He just, he found basketball and then that's it. And so, but he's still a music kid. He's very, um, he's the athletic one. Aubrey's my music girl. And so she helps lead some, um, some praise and worship in the student ministry. And yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm impressed. You got through that without tearing up. I thought when you talked about Ken graduating, you would probably, wow, <laughs> impressive, yeah. Okay, so your mothers, 
Can you tell us about, is there a funny story that you remember when you were pregnant or maybe the labor and delivery experience? Um, well, when I was about to have Cecile, I remember I'd been meeting regularly with Jacinda for discipleship and that just wanted to, you know, get, get in as much discipleship before having a baby. And we met the day that my water broke and I was just sitting there like, you know, going through the lesson and I was like, I don't think I should tell her that's going to be a little too much. And then I'm telling all of you. And, but um, then I, you know, just after it all wrapped up, I think I ended up telling her later, you know, because uh. Cecile was born that evening. But um, that was kind of funny to be in discipleship when that happens. That's good. So let me get this right. Your water broke while you were in discipleship. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't. I remember there was a few times where it was like you know you're craving something so bad, and Kenny would go out and it'd be like an hour, and he'd get back and you know hand it to me, and I would sniff it and go oh like about to throw up, and he's like I this took me like an hour to go. Good. I remember a few times like, okay, so I do remember, I feel like I've told this story before, you have. It was like the day of Ken being born where like things were just progressing really quickly. And I, I don't think Kenny had it in his mind like we're going to have a baby today, but it was like all of a sudden you're going to the hospital, you're going to have a baby today. And um, so we were a little bit nervous. I'm I'm uh, trying to fill out some paperwork kind of stuff and getting things checked out and the nurse is talking to me and I'm like, Kenny, I can't, um, I can't deal with like all this paperwork. Like, can you just fill it out? Like, let me just sign at the end. I don't know. And um, he's like, yeah, yeah. So he comes back though in a few seconds. He's like, hey, do you know when, um, do you know where your dad was born? Like what city? I'm like, I, I don't know. I probably made up something I'm like I don't know the thing so okay he leaves and he comes back like a few seconds later he's like um hey do you know uh, like what's your dad's birthday or I'm like yeah so he leaves he comes back again and I and he's like do you have any idea what your dad's social security number is and I'm like man why are they and I look at the paper and it was like mother's information I filled out most of that and then it said father's information and he's putting down all of my dad's information. That he's the father. I was like, no, babe, you're the father. And he's like, oh man. So like everything was wrong. Like he had to scratch out everything. Like race, he had white, like that was wrong. Like, like I forgot who the father was or something. It was just funny, because that's usually stuff that I do, not him, but he was just. Yeah, forgot he was a father that That day. was uh, new territory for me. I'm like, I'm, I'm not a father. This is, yeah, you have a father. I, yeah, so. Okay, well, I was hoping you wouldn't pull that one out, but I, you took it how you want it. Okay, very good. So motherhood, Mother's Day, these are familiar terms. Uh, motherhood, we, we hear that. When you guys hear that term, motherhood, from God's perspective, what does that mean when we talk about motherhood biblically? Um, I think right away that um, it takes away um, kind of a self-focus um, of me. Like, okay, I'm a, I'm a mom now, so I really... Um, you know, there's a lot of things to maybe forfeit in my life. Like, I don't know, sometimes you just, you see a lot of um, moms who are still very, just they're trying to figure out who they are um, or trying to find out what that next thing, at, you know, in their job is, that next status. And um, so I think it just became very um, real that, man, this is my, besides my husband, who is my first ministry, um, now it's the the kids and so I'm a I'm a mom and so there's a lot of um, 
maybe selfishness and, and things that you just kind of put aside, things that you sacrifice to, to be a mom and be all about it? Um, I think that motherhood is just another way God allows us to be um, stewards of something. So he's entrusted us with our kids and they're an investment. So yeah, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time. Um, But it's, I think it's just amazing when you think about how you have the opportunity to be discipling someone in a way just 24-7. You're with them so much. So you have so much time to invest and train because they're always with you and they want to hear you. Um, I don't know. They always want to know what you think about something. They always want to know how something is supposed to be. That's their favorite question when they're little is why. And so there are always opportunities to teach and invest. And so, yeah, they're just like our 24 seven disciples at home. So I'll tell you, there, we've had a few moments, and if you're, if you're a parent, you know what I mean when I say this, but parenting, the experience, it's not always PG. You know, sometimes it's pretty graphic, and I, I think about those, those, those times when one of our children had been sick, and not to be, uh, in, what is it, uh, inappropriate or anything like that, or put a bad image in your head, but, but when your kids get sick and they vomit, right, that, that's a pretty intense thing. And like, I'm, I'm all about, like, I'm the provider, the protector, the leader, the coach, but vomiting. Like, I'm like, wow, that's really bad. And before I can, Lori just rushes in and just, just knows what to do, knew what to do. I, I just, I just, the word you use, sacrifice, it, it's, it's, it's continual, and I've seen it, and Lori, I'm sure Will has seen it with you, where it, it becomes such a way of life for a mother that I would imagine that you don't even see it as sacrificial anymore. It's just love, right? Like you love these children, and there's nothing you wouldn't do for them, so it, it kind of brings you into the living room of God's heart, right? So thank you both um, for for what you, you've modeled there. So when did the weight, I know I can, I've dealt with this as a father, but, but when did the weight of the responsibilities that come with motherhood, when did that actually set in for you? Was there a day, was there an experience where you thought, okay, wow, this is motherhood? See, this is good. Let me tell you, like, this is wonderful, right? This is because, like, my wife is not like me. You ask me a question, like, I'm, I'm quick to speak. Oh, yeah. But this is exactly, this is my wife. Like, she really, and they lean as well. No, I mean, she's, no, 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 no. No, you, no, you, you have, you've, you've set a watch over your mouth. You're careful. And uh, you think before you speak so you don't have to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me as much as I've had to over our 20 plus years. (laughs) Thanks, bro. Um, I don't know. I do remember um, um, how different it was like uh, watching the news um, things were sad. There were sad stories. But I remember um, the very first time sitting on the floor holding Ken. He's asleep, and I'm watching the news, and I was just bawling about um, something with a kid on the news that was bad. And it just, it just struck me differently. <laughs> I don't know if this is I'm answering your question, but there was just that thing of, like, I kind of, you know, see now what that's like, having a kid um, and just how precious they are and then just being how your heart goes out um, to the mothers of the story that had happened. Like, there was a long time for a while, I just I could not watch the news. It was just everything was just, seemed sad. I don't know, that just felt, just felt very real at that, at that moment. 
Um, I don't know if there was a specific time, but there have been times. Um, and I think it probably for me has all always been with just the training and discipline because you feel like, and we are in a spiritual battle and, um, Satan what is once our children yes. and and so it's a battle for a soul uh kind of I think motherhood and just the weight of that and so you I think there are different times that have like I have I can't let up I can't stop reading God's word I can't stop being led by the spirit I can't stop because I can't be a mother on my own in my flesh and so it isn't like there I don't remember a specific time but I remember hard I still (laughs) all the time hard times and I think I'm just reminded like this is a spiritual battle and the Satan totally wants to interfere and destroy and divide our family and get our kids and so um, I think just the weight of that is so heavy to know that it isn't about what they're going to grow up and what career they're going to have or how good of a, a swimmer or singer or piano player they are. You know, those are some of the things my girls do, but it's not about that. It's about are they going to live their life and be um, used for God and his glory? I got long-winded on that one. Oh, that was, <laughs> I don't think there's any complaints, none whatsoever. So the, I, w- I would agree. I think one of the most important ministries for parents, mothers, fathers, is, is the ministry of prayer for your children. It's as critical as what you teach them, as what you provide for them. Is, and as our children are getting older and one on his way to college, you realize how much your ministry changes to being on your knees and warring um, spiritually for him and Bree in, in, in prayer. So, but becoming a mother, how did that affect your view of God and your relationship with him? How, how did that change? So when you became a mother, right, the, the, you know, parent, becoming a, a parent, it, 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 it changes how you see God, right, or impacts that. And then your relationship with him, it, it's different. So how, how did that change for you? I, um, I think, I feel like you kind of said that too. Like there's a fight even just for like my soberness of my mind. Like um, just those nights where um, it's like I'm never going to sleep through the night again because I'm a all through the night, you know, with kids, maybe who Ken had a hard time with that at the beginning, and you feel like that's never going to change, and um, man, to just fight for, okay, maybe I don't have an hour in the Word every day, um, but I can have five or ten minutes, like I need to get something from the Lord today to carry me through the day, to, to get me to the next day, and just um, learning how to be... Um, creative with that where okay maybe I'm just gonna sing a couple of songs just play them sing them out loud while you're holding the baby and just just spending time with the Lord because I think sometimes that just it goes away and so my view of God was um it's like I really had to fight for that um early on but um then yeah as they get older then you start to see their sin um just as as God the Father chastens his his sons his kids then that's just um that was just a burden that we had to make sure our kids were going to um be obedient and submissive and yeah i totally remember and can relate to the quiet time all of a sudden being not like my time in the morning was uninterrupted and like a certain time frame and it was very clockwork. But when you're up all night, things change a little or when a baby wakes up. um, And then I remember too, just sometimes like, it's going to be okay if I sit here on the couch and read God, like read 
do my quiet time, read the Bible in the morning, and I have a toddler sitting next to me or them one in my hands because I think, too, that's an investment in and of itself. Like, I'm getting the Word of God, but also they're seeing that's what is important. Um, and so, still, a lot of times they come and find me in my room, and that's what I'm doing. So, it's an example to them, um, too. And what was the question? <laughs> I think you're knocking that, it out of the park. That didn't actually answer yeah. the question, no, I, think I don't think. I, yeah, I think. But there was a question. Well. Yeah, yeah, there was a question. You got it. You, you okay. got it, sister. You got it. Okay. You did, you did great. You did great. Uh, as a follow-up to that, you know, I think one of the things that just stands out, ladies, that I, I just want you to hear, if, if you're married to a godly man, I'm going to tell you, if there's one thing he's going to treasure is he's going to treasure the premium that you place on spending time with God regularly. When I hear my wife, I hear her heart to just meet with the Lord, that is everything to me. Uh, her, that means that she's going to have a right perspective of God. She's going to walk right with God. She's going to please God. She's going to be sober-minded. I, I care far more about her hearing from the Lord than her hearing from me. And uh, because if she's hearing from the Lord, she's hearing everything she needs to hear. So I'm so thankful that both of you just, you, and that does become a challenge after motherhood, right? Like it's, those kids are, they get up and it's on. But it, it does change your relationship with God and, and it puts some challenges on that, but it also does the same thing with, with in your marriage, right? Uh, one of the things that we talk about, one of the ministries that Lori and I get to do is premarital counseling. And one of the things that we're very clear about with couples in that stage is that when you start thinking about having children, just understand um, that that will not enhance your marriage, it will only test it. And if you're not solid together, if you're not mature, uh, children will absolutely wreck your marriage. So becoming mothers, how did that change your view of your husband's and your relationship with your husbands? Um, definitely have had to be intentional about making time for us um, in marriage and just giving Will um, just time and intentional attention because babies love attention. I mean, children love attention, so they can steal the show. Um, so that's, you have to be, I have had to be intentional about that. <laughs> Not that he's needy, but <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but for our marriage, you know, putting our marriage first. Did that come out wrong? But um, also for me, it's been, all, he's, is like as a mom you're with your kids a lot and so for me to take things to him like what do you think about this and help me see this it's such a relief I mean just the whole him being the head is like takes a huge weight off of me as far as like yes I might be with the girls more but being able to depend on him for how to do something or how to make a decision or to deal with a certain attitude or a thing that is coming up in our children. So it's such a relief to know like he, he's our leader. Um, I, I mean, we had gone through premarital, I had gone through the Titus II study, so you think that I should know these things and the kids are born and um, probably just, they were both just really little, and we were both just so busy in ministry stuff, but separately, and I remember, um, I felt like we were at a point where we were just, we are kind of just passing kids back and forth here, I got to go over into this, I got to work on that, and um, I remember at one point, he said, we just kind of stopped, and he was like, man, I, I feel like I'm your helper <laughs> right now, and just, we just kind of flip-flopped 
just the roles that we were supposed to be having in our marriage. And that was just a huge eye-opener to both of us. And so we had to change some things um, to where um, just that our marriage was, we weren't just roommates in the house, which is times where we felt like that. Um, and, and so our focus became very, um, very different. We had to change some things. Um, I remember that was just huge. But then just watching um, Kenny as a dad, um, like he's, he's an amazing dad, and he, but he didn't have a dad growing up. He didn't have like um, a godly man in his life to show him how to be a good dad or just a good man. Like <laughs> he didn't get saved till he was 22. And so I just, I knew that that was the Lord showing him what it's like to be dad, what biblically you were supposed to do and be as a dad. And I just watched him do that. It wasn't all on me. Um, he, he led um, our kids. He led our family. Um, he had my back when I'm with the kids all day. Then at the end of the day, I just knew like, man, he's going to take care of things. And um, the kids were held accountable to dad at the end of every day. And so I just, um, I'm thankful. And so it just became that thing of there wasn't that excuse where he was like, well, I just didn't, I didn't learn that or I didn't, I didn't know how to do that because I didn't have that in my life. Like he just, man, we took God's word um, the, your kids do come with a manual. It's, it's God's word. And we just um, believed it and we lived it and we trusted in it and we worked together as a team. And um, that was probably just one of the coolest, funnest things to, to ever do together in marriage and just see the fruit of your kids um, later. Praise the Lord. That, that, was, a, that was a tough time. Um, we were on Long Island and trying to be spouses and parents and drowning in ministry and she's over here and I'm over there and uh, yeah the Lord had to uh, had to work that out uh, there were people in the church who didn't even know that we were married like oh that's your wife that's your husband I mean we were that yeah so that was kind of the wake-up call but so sweetest thing about being a mom sweetest thing that you that you enjoy I think right now, it changes all the time. <laughs> um, right now, the sweetest thing is seeing them uh, burdened for people, mm. burdened for people knowing the Lord. And that is just where they're at right now. And I think that's really sweet. And right now, I think cooking, when I see them like take interest in something that I do, <laughs> it makes me feel like, yeah, that they're watching. And so that is sweet to me, but it doesn't get much sweeter than holding a baby yeah. <laughs> and cuddles and, and watching them with dad. That's really sweet. Just like proximity and cuddles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a beautiful thing when you, you talk about them being burdened for souls and it's like, well, I know where that came from because he's burdened for souls. Mm -hmm. So again, fathers, when we talk about winning at home, whatever you're burdened about, it's what your kids are going to be burdened about. So just whatever is a 10 for you, your kids are going to get that message directly and indirectly. Mm -hmm. So I, I know exactly why your girls are burdened for souls. So. Well, I know today is going to be really sweet because yes. you said we're going to spoil the mom. Yes. So I we, can't we wait. Got it, we got it worked out. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we got it worked out. It's yeah. the sweetest day today. We really do. <laughs> um, I just watching the like fruit is sweet. And so just watching them um, as they're growing and growing in God's word and man, you know, getting burdened for the loss. Like we've had different times where our kids were in public school. We've had times where one of them was home for homeschool for a bit, and then they were in a Christian school. Then they both got burdened to go into a public school and, and share the gospel. And so to watch that, like they were the ones who brought that to us. Hey, I've been praying about this. And so we prayed through that with them. That was a, 
just um, a sweet thing to watch that. Um, I know at the very beginning, like, man, it's just, it's all day, every day, just discipline and, and correcting them and showing them what's right and what's wrong. And you feel like you're just doing that some days, like that's all you do all day. Um, but then as they get older and you kind of just step back and you're watching them make decisions um, and, and make good, wise decisions and to be able to see that, man, it's awesome. Or you're, you're holding them accountable to maybe an attitude that they had um, and instead of, instead of bringing that out to them and throwing that, you know, in their face, um, they're, they're too old to maybe get disciplined with the rod at this point, but then you just watch them and just watch God just work on their heart and they come to you and confess that. Um, and I didn't say anything, man, you just know when God's just working on their heart in that way. Um, man, those are sweet times. Amen. And the fact that we got here, Aubrey drove us to church today. And we're all here and alive. Sweet. Let's just say I'm having no trouble praying without ceasing. I have more questions, but I feel like I would be selfish if I didn't give people an opportunity to ask you guys some questions. And if not, I can keep going. But you guys have heard a lot from these ladies. Any, any questions for them? Anything you want to ask? See, you guys were that clear. Yeah, I have a question. So do you guys teach Spanish and English in your home together? Do they know? We are failures. Um, <laughs> um, so I did really good. Um, I think we did really good with Veda when she was a baby because... I learned Spanish as an adult, well, and he learned English as, as an adult. And that's a lot harder to learn a language when you're older, I guess, than a baby. So we were pretty intentional about, we're only going to speak Spanish at home in the beginning. And we, that lasted until I think I had Cecile. And then my mom brain was like, I can't do anything, but come spew out whatever is like in my brain first, which is my native language. So then I started speaking English, I feel like all the time to our girls. Um, however, they are around Spanish a lot and they can speak Spanish. They don't prefer it, but they understand everything we don't want them to hear. Like whenever we're having private, you know, parenting conversations just he and I it's almost certain they might like pop in with and why did that or and I'm like wait get out of my conversation <laughs> this is a private Spanish conversation <laughs> but they do understand everything so yeah good question I feel ashamed that I haven't been better at teaching them <laughs> so uh, this is a little selfish for me but Tell us about your mothers and their impact. And, and I, let me just tell you, like, I hear all the horrible mother-in-law stories. I have a wonderful mother-in-law. I mean, my mother-in-law is a godly woman. Every Mother's Day, I, I, I like, I, I want to call her, and, and I have done this, um, but I like to call her and just say thank you. Thank you for the woman that you are the woman that you were because Lori has become you and Bree is becoming you. Kathy is a wonderful woman of God. So tell us about your mom, Lori, and her influence, impact on you. <clears throat> Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I just um, I got to watch my mom um, just serve my dad. Um, like they enjoy, they just enjoy marriage. They enjoy life together. All the kids are out of the house. They live in Branson where we keep trying to talk to them about moving closer and they're just fine where they are. Like they, they've worked together um, in just different businesses that they owned and they just work side by side every day. And then they would get sad if that ended and they just, you know, went on to two different things. Like I just, um, she didn't, um, you know, she didn't bad mouth my dad behind his back. Um, 
you know, if they did have an argument, it was behind closed doors, and so we just never heard um, any of that. They just, um, I just watched her um, just love him and, and love, love our dad, and so it just helped us do the same thing. We respected our dad, and we loved him, and um, yeah, she's that's huge. Uh, and let me just, if I can just speak to that for just a moment. And ladies, if I can just encourage you, um, even challenge you a little bit here. Uh, sometimes um, I've, I've, I've observed this, but a mom will essentially communicate to a child, don't talk to your father that way. The reason that child is doing that is because that's how they see you talking to him. Right? So how you talk to your husband, how you treat your husband, you're training your children for how they are to view and treat him as well. And so that's really, really big. And fathers, it's the same for us, right? Um, to, for you to say to your children, don't talk to your mother that way. Well, they learned that somewhere. <laughs> they've witnessed, they've watched you talk to your wife that way which gives them permission to do the same thing. So it's really big how we treat one another in marriage from a parenting perspective. And so, again, my mother-in-law, spiritually, she's a rock star. I want to ask her for an autograph every time. So, Amy. Um, so my mom was at every baseball game, football game, basketball game, volleyball game, like my mom, did everything with us. Um, she was always supportive of everything we did. And then I watched my mom work alongside my dad. They managed a camp, um, a summer Christian church camp, I guess, um, together for many years. And my mom would help him like take care of the grounds. She got a lifeguard certification when she had to do swim um, the swim time at the lake, like she did everything that she filled every hole that my dad needed her to fill. And he worked while they managed. So summers were crazy, but it was sweet. Like just seeing them work together and today still, you know, they just, they're friends. They, they spend time together. They travel together. They have fun together. And that I think is the biggest testimony of just watching their marriage and how she did sacrifice everything for us, a career um, for me and my brothers. I have two brothers and she was at everything with us all the time. And then when she did, she did start working when my brother was going to college, I think, and she worked at our school just so she could be with us, you know, still wherever we were, she was like there with us. Yeah. She gave it all for us. It is amazing because what we do in parenting is when our children leave, they leave with a blueprint for the family, for the home. We give them that. And they see it over years, and then this is what they're going to go and replicate. Right? The day is coming where I'm going to sit in my son's home one day, and it's going to look a lot like the one he's in right now probably. And the question I always ask myself is, is, is that going to be okay? Because he's going to go out and build this home that he is in. Uh, it's huge. And so you guys have followed that same blueprint in terms of Will, Will's traveling. He takes you with him at least one day a week. I'm angling for at least two now. One day a week, Lori comes in with me. And she sits in my office the whole day. She's got a little desk by the couch. And I, I just, I like having Lori right next to me. It's one of the reasons I hate to travel. I just, I, 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 I'm, I don't like it. If I never took another trip, I would be fine. I wish if a church said, hey, will you come preach? Hey, can I zoom it? <laughs> can, can I just zoom it from KC? Is that all right? Um, I was just going to say, I think that um, I, that was a blessing to watch throughout my life. I think I felt like that was just going to be an automatic thing for me. Like, oh, this is going to be easy. I'm going to be, it's going to be easy to just submit to my husband. 
but he's not, he's not like my dad. He does everything way different than my dad. So just, um, man, I had to learn how to do that. It doesn't just come automatically. That was something biblically that God had to really um, mature me and grow me up in. But the Lord had to deal with me. So my father-in-law, he's a, he's a very gracious man, very lighthearted. He's the kind of guy that you would just enjoy hanging out with. He's a talker, loves to laugh, and then she marries me. Mr. Serious, all the time. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the, it was a hard moment. It was the first year of our marriage, and, and uh, this was, you talk about a failure. I mean, this is a bad moment for me, really bad. But we, I was preaching out of town, and got great feedback. Brother, that was amazing. That was wonderful. All right. And so we're, we're, we're on the interstate coming back home. So I'm like, Lori, what'd you, what'd you think? Just tell me what you thought. Thinking she's going to pile it on like, yeah, changed my life. I've never heard such preaching. She says, I think you need to lighten up. It just felt very intense. And when you were done, I was like, Whew. And I'm like, who is this woman? How dare her? And what I heard her, she didn't say it, but what I heard her say was, I want you to be like my father. And let me tell you, I gave it to her. I said, let me tell you something about me. I am not a comedian. I am not your father, I will never be your father, and I don't want to be your father. And when I get up to handle the word of God, I am not entertaining people. And we had a long drive, and it was quiet for about an hour. And the Holy Spirit of God was wearing me down. And that started with me Learning, because again, the Bible says husbands dwell with their wives according to knowledge, know my wife. So here's what I know about her. What I had to learn and, and where I had to grow and where I had to change was, you know what? She likes it lighthearted. She doesn't want a sermon every day. She doesn't want a serious conversation every time. She likes when we keep it loose. She likes to laugh. So I had to change so that I could be a better husband to edify my wife. And uh, so that, that was a hard moment, but God used it to, uh, to, to, to get me in a better place as a husband. So I have become more like him. I don't know that I'm fully like him, but I, I, I think I've made a few strides over the years since that day on I-70. So I feel like I would be remiss, bro, if I didn't give you the mic to let you uh, just close it. Anything you want to say about your wonderful bride and the uh, blessing she's been to your home? Yeah. So, uh, do you want me to just stay here? Yeah. Oh, so, come on up, bro. So, no, on. no, I don't no, have no, to. No, no, like, no. So no. everybody can see you. Well, I'm yeah. all right. Yeah, come on so, up. It's all good, bro. Yeah. So, um, Naylene, it remind me of Abigail. You know, First uh, Samuel twenty-five. You know, she. Uh, she is confronted because her wicked husband is not submitted, you know. And uh, I have never struggled with Elena in any way in terms of submitting to the Lord or to these uh, weak men. I mean, I, I don't consider myself wicked, but like, you know, God isn't me. But um, every time that something needs to be done at home, I think it seems like she knows what's going on. She understands that uh, submission and obedience have to drive together because, uh, you know, obedience stops when you literally have to disobey the Lord. So she understands, you know, the, the, the need of God that we have in our family. You know, God is first. But she also understands that, you know, she has to be submitted. But she's not going to submit to me if I'm just lowering the bar of, of what the Bible says. And, you know, the moment that Abigail is confronted, I remember 
she knows where the bread is, she knows what to cook, she knows what to present to, to the King David, because she's like, obedience and submission stops right here. And it, that's you. I mean, she, uh, she, she helped me to understand that I have to be right here with the Lord because she's not going to pull out with me in, in terms of disobedience or weakness. And um, I think, uh, ladies, uh, I'm not saying that Lori and Naylene are perfect. I think this is just a, a panel. It's just, you know, any, any of you guys can have the privilege just to share, but uh, we, need, we need to learn from, from, from healthy uh, uh, females, you know, and uh, Abigail give us a great structure. She understood the importance of obedience, but then submission. And uh, uh, man, I was not ready to say anything. That's I don't know that I'm, I don't right. want to start preaching here, but like no, the, I just wanted you to share your heart. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's amazing how, how I can relate to Nailene for things because she knows what's going on. She knows where the donkeys are to deliver the food. She knows uh, uh, how to you know, operate in terms of a Bible study, how to be intentional, how to be intentional with the kids. And, you know, I don't know. It's a, um, I'm, I'm humble because I think God given me more than what I deserve. I, and I'm with you, Paul, and Barry, I'm, I'm learning. I have those moments where I feel like, oh, brother, that was a great message. And Eileen is like, yep. And then we have to have a conversation. And I need that, you know. So I need that. So I think, uh, so what's the name on 1 Samuel 25? Naval? Naval? So, so what is the, the wicked guy? Is, uh, Naval? So, so is that right? Let's not be that guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's consider the, the, I mean, for those who are married, if you're not married, uh, you got the Lord. But, you know, if you're married, let's not be that guy. Let, let's be David. Let's just rule the house with integrity and you know if anything else i don't know bro thank you I don't praise know. lord yeah, thank you know. how about that thank you right <laughs> we have a few minutes do you have anything for these ladies kendler i'm just curious i know you guys have parented a lot and i'm always uh hungry to hear but i have small boys um, just curious to hear if you have any advice, like what would you say, um, you know, as you've raised your kids, is the most significant, um, I don't know, just um, nugget of gold that you could give us as parents to young kids on how to train our kids up in the way that they should go from your perspective. So for those viewing, um, the question was if they had any nuggets of wisdom they would give about training young children. Is that, is that fair? Yes, sir. Okay. And Kenny may have something out of this too. As the mom, I felt like it was so important to, to like turn my kid's heart to their dad. Um, constantly, I think you even said this before, like, um, man, we're going to be obedient to dad, even if he's not in the house. If he left, okay, what, well, what did dad say? Because sometimes they would try that like when they're really little, they didn't understand, like we're 10 feet across. You asked dad for something, he said no, and then you come straight to me. Well, what, what did daddy just say? And then they kind of get a little bit smarter and then he leaves the house and then they still try to get, well, what did, what did dad say? So we were gonna obey what dad said, even if it was something that I felt like, well, that wasn't a big deal. I probably would have said no to that, but that's, but, you know, or I would have said yes, and maybe dad said no. I'm gonna hold them accountable to what did dad say? And all of that is just to point them to their relationship with the Lord. What did God's word have to say? And so there were, and sometimes just big things, sometimes the small things, I mean, I didn't have to ask Kenny about every single little thing we did every day, but well, let's, let's wait and see what dad said. Like just always, or, you know, being excited for dad's coming home. Let's, you know, get this ready and um, set the table and let's get dad's favorite, whatever, just always pointing them to their dad's heart for them to have their dad's heart, which means that I have to be careful what, how I speak to him in front of them, how I speak about him when he's gone, just all of that is just, we're still, he's not, you know, perfect, but man, we're pointing him, pointing them to their, to be able to have their dad's heart and then eventually the Lord, the Lord's heart too. 
Um, I'm still learning a lot, but I think in, I'm learning that a lot of what we teach our kids is just what we're doing. You know, um, they of course learn, like Pastor Kenny was saying too, just they learn from our bad habits. But um, one of the things is like, we always are joyful and excited to go to church. We're joyful and excited to have Bible study and the things we do in ministry. And I think that they learn that. Um, and then uh, my sister-in-law, actually, we were talking about cleaning. And I think I asked her, like, wow, your kids, like, they're older. And they're, they, like, help clean and prepare and cook and do all these things. And she was like, you know, I don't think I ever really taught that. I think I just did it joyfully. And I think that was another lesson for me. Again, I'm learning these two and I'm like, wow, isn't that the truth? Like everything we do to serve the Lord, when we do it joyfully, it isn't like, oh, I got to do this. Except for maybe today, because they knew, <laughs> they knew I was nervous. You know, they knew that I was singing for choir. And so they were like, mom, are you, you know, how do you feel about that? You're going to be in the choir. I'm like, I'm pretty nervous about that. But, um, so that was an exception. <laughs> so we're, we're getting a little bit of a line. If I could just add, and I'll close with this and, and just add to what they share, not correct or anything. But I, I do believe that I believe very firmly that when it comes to the home, right, our wives are our helpmates. So they help us in our oversight and leadership in the home, including parenting. And so I think as a, as a husband and as a father, it was very important for me, it still is, to make sure that I set vision and direction and expectations for the children. And then she helps me reinforce that when I'm not there. And so, of course, that's going to be based on what God says. And, um, and so when it comes to no matter what age they are, like one of the things I remember, because we heard all the horror stories about the teen years and, oh, you just wait and you haven't seen anything yet. I remember having a conversation with my children. It was a, one of our family meetings. And I said, hey, listen, um, I want you to know I've read the, the, the press on the teen years, and I need you to hear this from me. Uh, I love you, but you gotta understand, if you choose to rebel in my home because you're a teenager, I will process that as a declaration of war, and I will win. So I, I, I need you to understand that. Like, I don't care if you're 13, 15, 16, you will not rebel in my home. If you do, if you try, it will be short-lived. And so we, we, so now we just build things around that. Uh, but I did the same thing when they were four, when they were three, when they were two, you know? So uh, praise the Lord. God, ladies, thank you. Round of applause. Would you? <laughs> Going to close this in prayer, bro? Yeah. You're up. You're the man. Yes. Father, thank you. Uh, this has been such a blessing, Lord, and um, just grateful for the mothers in, in the room and, and Aileen and, and Lori just sharing their hearts with us and uh, just grateful for uh, such godly women in the body. I mean, I was sitting here just praising the Lord that we have such awesome mentors and leaders, people that have gone before us mothers and fathers in the faith who uh, have trusted you and your word and Lord shown us the way. So God, thank you for them. I pray for the moms that they would feel loved and uh, cherished today. And we uh, will do that as husbands and, um, and in Jesus name. Amen.